are listening to the Unleashing the Church podcast. Today I would like to provide you five questions that I ask our staff weekly. This happens in the context of our staff meetings, um, of which are on Tuesdays. We have four pastors, three staff people, and these questions are not just for churches with multiple pastors. In fact, I believe these questions can work whether you are solo or have a team working uh, with you. The key is keeping one of the main objectives of ministry front and center, which is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry found in Ephesians chapter 4. So I want to give you these five questions that we ask, and I think they'll be of help to you, and you can integrate them into your ministry context. Number one is, who do you need to recruit? Who do you need to recruit? Questions like, what skills are needed, or how many people are needed? Uh, In fact, who are the people available from within the congregation that can complete or um, sign up, minister in this capacity? So when we think of uh, ministry initiatives that we're planning or maybe ongoing ministry, such as teachers, greeters, instrumentalists, uh, vocalists, um, even down to uh, leadership positions, we think in terms of who needs to be recruited next. And and um, we went to the 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 degree that we kind of have a, a a roster, a roster of our people and what they're involved in, who is available, and who may not need to be asked simply because of their um, present commitments in the church. So simply, who do you? need to recruit. Secondly, for what are you recruiting? So it's important to recognize that you understand what they're going to do and um, who will they be working with and how long is the ministry going to last. So when asking uh, for what are you recruiting, it's not just like signing people up and then you realize you have all the wrong people Um, in all the wrong places because of the fact that you didn't completely understand or get on paper or vocalize what ministry you were recruiting for, what was needed. The third question that we ask weekly is, who have I trained this week? So number one, we've already talked recruiting is step one, but once we've recruited people, we need to be then thinking, well, how do we train them? Um, if they're in a particular ministry, what tools are needed? What skills do they need to possess? Um, what information needs to be carried on as they step into the ministry? And oftentimes you hear people who uh, make the statement is that they volunteered or they signed up for a ministry, but then they weren't given the tools or explain what was to happen. And so there's an incredible amount of communication that needs to take place when this happens. Along with who have I trained this week is who have I did ongoing training with. So ongoing training is a critical part of of what we do to enhance, improve, and grow ministry. And so we've created 
really PowerPoint presentations that we go over with existing people that are ministering, whether that's in our our global missions ministry, whether it's in our children's ministry, whether it's in our youth ministry, outreach, greeters, and our worship team. All of those have ongoing trainings of which our leaders, our pastors, our staff members um, facilitate that. So question number one, who do you need to recruit? Number two, for what are you recruiting? Question number three is, who have I trained this week? Number four is, who have I taught this week? And I believe that it's incredibly important for our staff members, particularly pastors, that they're teaching biblical perspective at every opportunity that they're given and that they are are creating opportunities to do that. We want our guys teaching as much as possible, as often as they can. So creating teaching platforms is an important aspect. And by asking these questions, it, it prompts us to consider ways in which we can use biblical information that maybe we haven't shared lately or that needs to be reviewed. Simple things like parenting skills marriage seminars, um, how to study your Bible, theology, and um, book studies, whatever it is that we ask the question, who have you taught? And then the last question is, who do you need to recruit? This gives us the opportunity to look forward at coming initiatives and ministries. So we're not just working from week to week, last second, who do I need to recruit? Because we have this thing that we've said that we wanted to do. But in advance, we are asking the questions, well, who needs to be recruited for what we're looking to do in the future? Major seasons like uh, Christmas and all of that goes around to Christmas is something that we plan way in advance. And we begin recruiting a team of people that can accomplish the the objectives that we have for that particular season from decorating to outreach um, to the services and special emphasis that we have throughout the month of December. Same way with our Resurrection Sunday and the days leading up to it. Usually we'll have 20, 30, 40 people that are involved in, behind the scenes and up front uh, to accommodate um, all the guests that we have coming in at that time. And so to ask the question, who do we need to recruit, is not only good for our pastoral staff and our staff, but it gets the word out early that there are ministry opportunities for people to um, sign up for and uh, that might interest them or they, they have a special uh, niche that, that um, they're interested in helping in a particular manner. And that's not just ministry that we would all consider um, standard, but it may be things like grounds and maintenance. It could be a particular project, a physical project. It could be transportation. It could be care. Um, and the list goes on and on. Thinking and planning ahead is a hedge against last minute scrambling, uh, for help. And, and there's no training along the way. And it's, it's really just the backwards way to do it. So the five questions that we ask our our staff weekly is, who do I need to recruit? For what are you recruiting? Who have I trained this week? Who have I taught this week? And then do 
who do you need to recruit? And before I wrap this up, I want to share with you three benefits from asking these questions so that you'd understand like full circle what this has done and what it continues to do for our our guys. And it really makes our, our staff meetings um, very helpful and um, not only for us individually, but the, the, the planning process. Number one, it is a reminder. People can easily get sidetracked, particularly in ministry. Um, there are a ton of distractions. And I want our staff people to be reminded weekly that their job is to equip people. And so the ministry that we've been entrusted um, with will not thrive without it, actually. Um, there are many places that are good for a while, but the ministry created is only as good as the staff that is there or the pastor who is um, behind the initiatives. This reminder keeps our DNA in front of us all the time and it supersedes the present pastors or um, initiatives that we're involved in. We're an equipping church and so therefore we're reminded to equip. The second thing is that it it keeps people accountable. Um, if you don't ask the correct questions, you will not get the right answers. I usually ask our staff to talk about the who's, the what's, and the why's, not just did you, yes or no, but like really get into the details of who we're asking and uh, who are the right fits and who may not be a right fit for for um, a particular ministry initiative. And um, with those conversations, oftentimes one staff member will think of someone that might be uh, fit for a task or a ministry that we've not considered. We onboard our new members through uh, the process of of really service. And so part of their the form that they fill out, one of which is, uh, one of the questions is, in what ways do you have gifts and abilities that you could serve, that you've served in in the past? And as I get those across my desk, I'm able to pass them on to uh, particular ministries or pastors that are overseeing um, uh, one of the areas that they might have talent or giftedness in. Um, number three is it provides focus for the team. As I said in the beginning, it's easy to get distracted, and a reminder of what we're attempting to do gives us the focus to evaluate ministry by equipping, and I found being distract, distracted by perceived success and have overlooked the specific things that happened in a in the process of doing ministry has, has occurred in, in my context. Another way to say it is when you're focused, then you're not wrapped up in maybe some of the results, the nickels, the noses, and you're more interested in the process and the people that are serving in those initiatives that are growing, that are becoming more confident and more competent with the gifts and abilities that God gave to them. So the three benefits is it's a reminder, it keeps people accountable, it provides focus for the team. So I thought this might be helpful because oftentimes staff meetings may just be the next thing on the list, uh, something that's coming up and planning for it. This is really more in depth and it answers a bigger question, which is what are we doing and how are we getting there? What are the tools? How are we equipping people? 
who, how are we training them? How are we recruiting them? And um, putting it all together as a team has been real exciting. And um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me at allbobsemail at gmail.com. Again, you're listening to the Unleashing the Church podcast. And today we talked about five questions that we ask weekly of our staff in terms of equipping them.